of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello, and welcome to No Buts About It. It is our last week recording from a kitchen in Indiana before we're going to be back in Ohio. So uh, take it all in, listeners. And uh, first, before we get into talking about the quarterback battles, what we saw this past weekend during the preseason games, and uh, what we were going to talk about, we already talked about Malik Willis on Friday. Or uh, Thursday, the last episode we talked about Malik Willis, whenever that was posted. Uh, So now we're going to talk about a few of the other quarterbacks who were drafted this past season, or this past draft. So, but first, before we get into that, uh, we have to announce that the Eagles have traded former second round pick J.J. Archega-Whiteside for Seahawks safety Hugo Amadi, according to NFL Network. So I believe they were talking about the Seahawks were talking about releasing uh, Hugo Amadi. So I'm kind of confused as to why the Eagles were willing to trade for him. Maybe they were going to cut Whiteside anyway, and this was just kind of an easy way to get a deal done and guarantee that they got Amadi, but. That's the situation. Archega Whiteside's a Seahawk now, um, who will be catching passes from Drew Locke or Geno Smith. And uh, speaking of Drew Locke and Geno Smith, let's just go right into that quarterback battle. Neither of these quarterbacks are rookies this year, but it's still unclear as to who the starter is going to be. Uh, as a refresher, Drew Locke came into the Seattle Seahawks locker room through the uh, Denver Broncos trade. He was traded along with, I believe it was just Noah Fant was the only other player that the Broncos sent over to the Seahawks. So they're in the locker room, got the quarterback battle going on. Obviously, Russell Wilson was the starter who was sent over to the Denver Broncos, leaving a black hole at the quarterback spot for who is going to be the starter. And Geno Smith took the first team snaps on uh, Saturday. We're going to go ahead and call it Saturday that uh, Geno Smith and the Seahawks took on the Steelers. But Geno Smith ended up taking the first team snaps. He's been taking them in practice, which is kind of an indication. That's who Pete Carroll is planning on giving the starting position to that Geno Smith is going to get another chance. He's been kind of a journeyman quarterback for most of his career. But 
Here's what he did against the Steelers. And mind you, this is preseason, so take this however much you value preseason. But he finished 10 of 15 with 101 yards, and he he rushed with the ball for 9 yards and a touchdown. Whereas Drew Locke went 11 for 15 for 102 yards and two touchdowns, and he had one rush for three yards. So it would appear... Drew Locke is the better statistical quarterback, right? But not by much. That's a pretty tight battle you've got there. Only one more completion, really only one more yard, uh, an extra touchdown, but something that kind of bothered me at least, and I only caught the back half of this game because I was busy doing other things. But when I turned on the TV... Drew Locke and the Seahawks had just gotten the uh, football. And it was because I believe the Seahawks had, the Seahawks defense had stopped Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. And what happened was Drew Locke immediately fumbled, which definitely hurts him, I would imagine. You want your quarterback to have good ball security, both as far as accuracy goes with interceptions but also making sure that, hey, he's going to get sacked. And if he gets sacked, want to make sure that he's not going to fumble. So I don't think that that bode well for uh, the Seattle Seahawks. They ended up losing 32-25. to So that would have been an opportunity for them to at least tie it. I, I They were tied when the fumble occurred, and they would have had the opportunity to go down and win. But that fumble gave... Kenny Pickett and the Steelers, a great setup, and I think it hurt Drew Locke's chance of being the starter. We'll see how he does this week in preseason. It's being reported that he will probably get some snaps with the first team, but he's obviously not going to have the stars like DK and Tyler Lockett. So we'll have to see how he does over there in Seattle this week. Since we've already been talking about the Steelers a little bit, let's go on and move on to their quarterback battle. And that is kind of a three-way battle. That's a lot tighter than a lot of people thought that it was. We uh, were watching that game, and it was like, wow, these are all pretty good guys. They're all about the same. Mitchell Trubisky is considered to be the starter right now. A lot of fans seem to be really high on Mitch. Um the people I've talked to who are Steelers fans think that he's going to be their next franchise guy. But I've also talked to a lot of guys that are high on Kenny Pickett because he went to the University of Pittsburgh. He's a home he's a hometown guy. And he was the first quarterback drafted. He was pick 20, round one. And he everyone's talking about his hands everyone when he was drafted was talking about how he has small hands he was going to fumble a lot didn't see evidence i didn't see evidence of that when i was watching him play again i turned it on late so maybe i missed something but i haven't heard anything i've only heard good things since that game happened he they said and they said the same thing about joe burrow they said his hands are way too small And Joe joked about it. You can probably go find this tweet. Joe Burrow tweeted, I have been informed that my hands are too small. I am now retiring from the sport of football. Well, he was in the Super Bowl last season. So obviously that's not the end-all be-all with football. 
Anyway, let's look at Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. So Mason Rudolph has been the second string in Pittsburgh for a long time, uh, since 2018. And he went for 93 passing yards and a touchdown, had a 66% completion rate, or 60% completion rate, excuse me. Uh, pretty, pretty decent, pretty good showing, I'd say, but obviously not the best. And I don't think Mason is going to end up being the guy. I really think that this fight is more between uh, Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky because that is the guy that the Steelers brought in. That's the guy fans are going to want to see as long as he's successful. And Kenny Pickett really showed up. He just looked poised. He was elusive. He was fast. He played smart. He knew when to check out of his pass and run and get, just rush for the first down, and he got it. So Kenny Pickett, 86.7 completion rate, 95 passing yards, two touchdowns. Very smart football player. I've always said this, that Kenny Pickett has a phenomenal football IQ, and he's actually got a rule named after him in the uh, NCAA rule book because of that. He realized that if he's running and he fakes running, then the defender has to stop because if he hits him when uh, Kenny Pickett goes to slide, then Kenny Pickett can just say he was sliding and it was a legal hit, an illegal hit because he was giving himself up. If he the defender doesn't hit him. Kenny Pickett could just fake sl fake sliding and keep running. So the NCAA put a stop to that and said, hey, if you start to slide, that's where we're stopping it. But, yep, that was Kenny Pickett who did that. Um, he's 24 years old, as we stated before, out of Pitts from the University of Pittsburgh. Very smart uh, football player, very good IQ. Definitely think that he could be that guy if maybe Mitchell starts to struggle here. He struggled in Chicago, so maybe Mike Tomlin isn't going to have a lot of time for Mitchell Trubisky. He's going to be on a short leash, especially with Kenny Pickett sitting there lurking. I mean, he just he looked scary. I mean, for a Bengals fan like myself, if Kenny Pickett was on the field. I'd be a bit more scared than if Mitchell Trubisky was on the field. But we'll have to see what Mike Tomlin thinks. Um, Mike Tomlin's a phenomenal coach. We'll just have to see if he thinks that Kenny Pickett is the new Pittsburgh guy, which I think he could be, obviously. Uh, he will probably, I think we'll see more of him this next preseason game. I would be very surprised if we don't. Uh, I think he could win the starting job week one as well. I mean, all it, like I said, Mitchell's going to be on a short lease. If Mitchell Trubisky starts messing up a lot in preseason or just isn't doing well in practice, it's been reported that there hasn't been a practice yet where there wasn't some point Mitchell was struggling. If Kenny Pickett really starts to get it together and figure out how to play this game at the NFL level, uh, I think that Kenny Pickett would take over, and I think the fans would love that. It's a great marketing strategy, at the very least, for Pittsburgh because they've got a local guy, a guy that Pittsburgh fans have been watching for at least the last four years, and now they're watching him play professional football. The University of Pittsburgh football team was there to watch him start. I 
it really is a great story, and I don't like talking good about the Steelers a whole lot, but this this is a beautiful story. This is what football's about. Um, this is dreams coming true right here. So I really do hope Kenny Pickett gets a start. Hopefully, uh, it he doesn't become cocky and do bad things like Steelers players in the past have been known for. But that's that's all I'm going to say about Kenny Pickett. I'm sure we could dedicate an entire episode to him, but we've got to move on. Kenny Pickett is a dude that he he's that guy. Anyway, Desmond Ritter. This was probably the guy that was the biggest wild card for me. The guy who I had no idea what he was, who he was, whether he was going to be good, whether I should even pay attention to him. And when he was drafted second behind uh, Kenny Pickett, but before Malik Willis, everyone, everyone, every fantasy draft had it going. Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Mark or Matt Coral, and then maybe four or five other guys. Nobody that I saw had Desmond Ritter going the as the next quarterback, especially as a third rounder and the second quarterback off the board. But here he is, and he looked phenomenal. I mean, I, I this game I watched the entire thing because I needed to know who this guy was. And now, don't don't let the stat sheet because the stat sheet says forty five point five percent completion rate, one hundred and three passing yards, two touchdowns. Don't don't let that trick you. This guy looked like he was playing veteran football for for years. You'd have thought he was in the NFL for years. And the Lions started Tim Boyle, uh, who was who is Jared Goff's backup. And he just they also started who's this other guy here that they started? Um David Blow Blow Bloth Blow B-L-O-U-G-H, so however you'd pronounce that. He went to Purdue. He's been in the league for four seasons. Um, statistically, it looks like he had a better better season. But guess what? Desmond Ritter had the better game. I'm saying it here. This is a no-buts-about-it hot take. I think Desmond Ritter is going to end up winning the starting position in Atlanta this season. Because... He showed poise under pressure. He was very smart. He was mobile when he needed to be, but he he always made sure to check all of his uh, reads, make sure all of his wide receivers were covered before he ran. He didn't just take off running. That was a problem I had with Malik Willis, was he seemed too quick to just run out of the pocket. But Desmond Ritter made sure to check all of his reads, and made sure he knew where everyone was, made sure he got his blocks. He also uh, had to make a game-winning drive, which even in preseason, especially your first NFL game, has to be insanely stressful. Yeah, I mean, he ran, he drove down the field with his team, and he scored a game-winning touchdown. The second touchdown was a game winner. 
And I think it was even a walk-off. So definitely someone to keep an eye on. Desmond Ritter, he looks like he's been through a ton. He looks like he's in his 30s, but he's only 22. He's only a year older than me. Uh, Reminds me of Josh Allen in a lot of ways, just in his way that he uses his size to get around and block for himself and his mobility. Uh, I really think that Desmond Ritter could win this starting position because Marcus Mariota has been a backup for the last few years with the Raiders only coming in a few games here and there. But Desmond Ritter was drafted for a reason, and he is definitely going to be someone that I think people aren't going to pay as much attention to because A, he's on the Falcons, and B, he's a backup on the Falcons. But... If you watch that preseason game, you know what I'm talking about. If if you have the Falcons preseason game near you, like if you're in Georgia or and it's on your local station or something, just watch the game and watch when number four is on the field. Because Desmond Ritter out of the University of Cincinnati, he, he looks like a veteran. I don't know how else to put it. He looks like he's been playing this for years. Uh... He had a 21-yard touchdown. Uh, okay, so it wasn't a walk-off. It was a 21-yard touchdown to Jared Bernhardt to give Atlanta the lead with a minute and a half left. Uh, so he ended up having a great game, phenomenal game. And it, you know what? It was against the Lions. So Lions, third string, second string, too. So maybe... Maybe they made him look better, but he just looked super poised in the pocket. Desmond Ritter, you have very quickly become one of my favorites in the quarterback uh, competition to watch on these teams that don't have a franchise quarterback yet. So we'll see what he does. We'll see how he turns out. Maybe he just had one really good game, and this will be the last one of his career, but I don't think so. I think Desmond Ritter is someone to be paid attention to, and uh, hopefully more people do. Moving on, uh, another guy who I've said I wanted to pay attention to and I think more people should pay attention to for football-related reasons. He's been getting some uh notability in other facets as we've talked about with his ex-girlfriend but Zach Wilson and he was starting the preseason game for some reason he played and got hurt so uh he was he took off running with the ball no normal thing happens all the time and then had a non-contact related injury which usually means an ACL tear which isn't great that's probably season ending, honestly. But luckily, it was just a, I believe, torn meniscus and a bone bruise. He'll be out for two to four weeks and probably will not be here for week one of the regular season, but should be back for most of the regular season. And is someone who we have been paying attention to. They've been getting all sorts of weapons for him. They have Elijah Moore. They have Brees Hall, Michael Carter, uh, CJ Uzama's over there, Tyler Conklin's over there. So 
Zach Wilson and Robert Sala are starting to put together an offense. Um, the defense is getting better with Sauce Gardner being drafted this season. So hopefully uh, maybe the New York Jets can become competitive pretty soon like their counterparts, the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills have been. And this could be a changing of the guard because it kind of looks like uh, the New England Patriots might have to start actually rebuilding for once in my lifetime because they had Tom Brady for so long and then have been kind of riding off of his success. But now that people are starting to leave that team, they have to do a little bit of rebuilding. Not to say Mac Jones isn't a phenomenal quarterback, but hey, need some wide receivers to throw to and uh, so that's what's going on with the quarterback competitions. We will end up doing some episodes dedicated to each one as we get to know more about them. Obviously can't do that off of that small of a sample size of 10 to 20 passes, pass attempts, but that's what we've got here. Also, I wanted to, the last episode we talked about Antonio Brown making some statements, some weird statements got to retract that because here's what happened and i'm not placing the blame on anyone else because this is my fault too but sports illustrated espn cbs sports and all these other groups were reporting that antonio brown said this and they had been tricked by this satirical website as well that puts these fake quotes out and apparently this has happened before with the NBA and now it's happened with the NFL. So uh, Antonio Brown did not actually say those things, but I think it says a lot about Antonio Brown that we actually believed that he said those things, but I did want to retract that. He did not say that watching him play would be like seeing the Beatles or Jesus at Red Rocks. So we're retracting that statement. We're retracting that story just to keep everything honest. Anyway, so that didn't happen. Also, I uh, just wanted to give a shout out to uh, BR Card Company on Instagram. And uh, that's BR period card CO on Instagram. They gave us a shout out on their story. So I'm giving them a shout out on here. If you collect trading cards, go ahead and hop on there. Give them a follow. Maybe they he'll post something that you like he just sold a kenny pickett card actually for 765 kenny pickett auto so definitely dealing in some of these guys that we're talking about let's see what other types of cards he's got on here uh tua tua tago viola uh, graded out of 10 and a mitchell trubisky optic rated rookie autograph so definitely some players that we've talked about on here as long along with some basketball cards so make sure to go check him out while we're on the instagram make sure to go follow no butts underscore show on instagram we'll be posting memes little uh statements i'll be posting some of my twitter posts that have to do with football on there let's see uh just two days ago i posted desmond ritter is for real he's got that dog mentality it looked like a veteran last night don't let the stat sheet trick you Sticking by that statement for now, Desmond Ritter has that dog in him. He's going to be a guy. Uh, if you have stuff you want us to talk about, 
Email us at bullmoosepodcast2, that's bullmoosepodcast, the number two, at gmail.com. And I appreciate everyone for listening, sharing, following, subscribing. If you have suggestions, send them to that email, bullmoosepodcast, the number two, at gmail.com. And I hope everyone has a great week. We'll see you Thursday or Friday whenever I get the time to put the show together. And we're getting closer to being around more football fans so we'll be able to get some more of those interviews uh if you've been sticking around for a while you know asian ben we got uh parker the broncos fan who's way too cocky and then we got stan the jet fan so we'll have to see what they have to say what about what has happened this summer see how hyped they're getting and we're getting we're a month away from regular season football so let's get going get excited get hyped pick your teams if you have questions email me dm me Let me know because I'd love to answer them. And uh, that's going to be all for today's show. Hope everyone has a great day. Bye.